0: You are now listening to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show, with your hosts, Preach and John. Hello everyone, welcome to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I'm John. And I'm Ben. Yep, Ben's going to join me today instead of Andrew because he's doing something somewhere for some reason. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> um, and last week, Andrew talked about the Eternals with some of his friends. Um, I actually just watched Eternals last night, but I figured I don't want to talk about Eternals. I want to talk about Sony and Marvel and all this stuff that happened with Disney Plus that they've announced. Um, But mostly focusing on the Sony-Marvel, I guess, agreements and their relationship.
1: Sick. Uh, Yeah. Do you want to go over some of that stuff? Yeah.
0: So, in case you aren't aware, um, sometime uh, two years ago, Marvel and Sony got into a disagreement about the rights for Spider-Man. And we almost didn't have Spider-Man in the MCU. They came to an agreement which would allow Spider-Man to come into the MCU still, and allow him to cross over into Sony's Spider-Venom-verse, whatever the hell they're doing there. Um, and I thought that was, okay, I thought it was weird, but, mm-hmm. you know, they have the rights to Spider-Man, so I'm just grateful that we have him in the MCU. Right. Then we had Venom 2 come out. And I don't know... Ben, have you seen Venom 2?
1: I have not seen Venom 2. I've seen the first Venom. Great. I haven't been able to watch Venom 2. Uh, so,
0: spoiler for Venom 2. At the very end of the movie... Um, Venom... Because I haven't watched Venom 2 either. But I know the end credit scene. Because mm-hmm. it's a game changer. And I, am, I have high opinions about this. Okay. High opinions... Right off the press. Yeah. Hit, for hit a couple me. months. Some okay. Opinions. So, um, Tom Hardy and Venom. I I know his name's on Tom Hardy, but whatever. They're sitting in, like, a hotel room somewhere. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, an earthquake real quick. And they end up looking at the TV. And it looks like Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man. Which means that they went from the Sony universe over into the MCU. hmm And I hate that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, because, to me, it feels like Sony is trying to take, not credit, but take the success from Marvel Studios... And just shoehorn their stuff in there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our stuff is part of the MCU. Totally.
1: Right. Does Sony have an agreement with Marvel so that they can do that? Yes. Okay.
0: This is basically confirmation on what Kevin Feige and the heads at Sony have talked about. That we can have Spider-Man in the MCU, but we have to let the multiverse be a multiverse. So the Sony movies can jump over into our stuff and back. And the only character who can do that in the MCU side is Spider-Man. Right. Which is very Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of that because one well, let's look at the the have you seen the trailer for uh, Morbius? I have not. No. Okay. Well, the first trailer shows Michael Keaton's Vulture talking to Morbius from the first um, Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Right. And that immediately, like, my spider sense was tingling. And I was like, I, why would he be there? That doesn't make sense. They're different universes. Mm -hmm. Then in the newest trailer where we're seeing, you know, confirmations that this is part of the Venom universe whatever you want to call it the venom side of things and it's we still have Michael Keaton's vulture there so i don't know where it belongs i wanna hope that's like a end credit scene kind of thing where morbius ends up in the mcu which again it's shoehorning it like these sony specific sh- movies into the mcu because they can.
1: Right. I wonder if there is, or maybe you would know if there has been any talk about bringing any of um, what's happened in the Sony like Venom series into the Marvel Universe in the future? Is there I, talk about having a Spider-Man clash with Venom?
0: I mean, Sony's talked about it. Sony wants that because they're like, look at all this money we made from Venom. Look at all this money we have from Spider-Man.
1: Right. We should put the two together. Right. We can make so much off of that. I wonder yeah. I wonder if Marvel is actually thinking about taking that deal.
0: Well, and that's where we get with like No Way Home, which apparently there's a trailer that's supposed to drop on Tuesday. That might show more. But the 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 I I don't want to say leaks because I haven't really looked at the leaks. But a lot of the rumors right now have been that we're going to get Andrew Garfield and um, Toby Maguire reprising their roles as Spider-Man. Um, okay, so in we're doing like a, like a multiverse here. Yeah, oh, multiverse, because okay. what ends up happening, at least from the trailers, it looks like Doctor Strange Messes up a spell because Peter keeps on asking for more and more things,
1: right? And it fractures
0: the multiverse. That, along with what's happened in Loki, which I I don't know what you've watched, Ben. We haven't actually ever talked about Marvel. I feel like
1: I actually have watched uh, a little bit of Loki. I haven't finished it, but I have seen um, the the beginning of it, at least the first couple episodes. Oh, so finished, but
0: it's a great one to finish. I, I Loki do. is by far the strongest Marvel show or movie I, that they've so done. Far,
1: I have liked it more than um Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is very safe.
1: What what they're playing. It is it is very safe, yeah. Yeah. It's very very straightforward. Yep.
0: Um and then WandaVision could have been weirder, but they ended it very blandly. And like Black Widow, that movie I wasn't excited
1: for. No, I wasn't very excited for it either.
0: Shang-Chi was I was excited for, but it didn't have
1: it didn't I don't know if you what you wanted.
0: Yeah, I mean like it it was an origin story. It was very origin story. I thought it was great, but we're not ever going to get another Iron Man. Yeah. We're not going to get another Uh, Captain America, the First Avenger. We're not going to get any of these grounded origin stories ever again because it's been done. Right. (sighs) I'm
1: I'm interested to see what what comes out in the in the future. Jumping back over to the multiverse, I'm interested Mm -hmm. to see what actually does come of that because bringing back actors like Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire to to play their parts as Spider-Man again. I wonder what that would what what impact that would have on Spider-Man fans cuz I know uh, there are a lot of mixed opinions on, you know, the original Spider-Man 1 2 3. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of hate and love. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a great way to put that. Um I I don't feel like Andrew Garfield was ever really a loved Spider-Man. I don't know, that's just my perception of everything I've heard on his performance. I didn't so much mind it, but
0: I thought he was a fine Spider-Man, but Peter Parker I couldn't I didn't buy it as well. Like yeah. he's just too handsome. He's more of that like anytime I would look at him on screen, I'd be like,
1: "Yeah." He's hot. He like he, yeah, he yeah. he looks like he would be a popular kid already. He wouldn't need yeah he anything extra.
0: Yeah. Whereas Tobey Maguire, he really fits that like yeah. awkward Peter Parker. He does. And the the dialogue that they wrote for the movies, I felt was very cartoony, very you know comic booky, which was the style for mm-hmm. the two thousands. Right. Which is why the first Spider Man that Sam Raimi did, was really good. And why they got a second one. That one was not as good, but still, it was alright. I didn't hate it.
1: But then, the third one. And it flops. And we got...
0: (laughs) Snappin' Spider-Man!
1: Oh, man. Oh, (sighs) memories. Memories. Yep. No, I haven't actually watched that movie for years. I must have been... Now, I'm not old at all. You know, I'm 19, so... And I say years, doesn't mean a whole lot I to, mean, you know. Yeah, but. But probably last time I watched that, I, I would have had to been 13. And I can definitely remember watching it and thinking. I don't know, at the time, feeling kind of satisfied just because I got another action movie with Spider-Man, you know, yeah. Spider-Man, but. Then you look back at it, and you know, you know, how sometimes you look back on movies with, you know, rose tinted, with a rose tinted view, or what's yeah. it called?
0: Rose tinted glasses.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of the opposite effect for me on that. Like, I, there are other movies, you know, like, for example, Treasure Island, which I look back on with rose tinted glasses, and I, it's like, it just doesn't have the same effect for me when I think about Spider Man. And I think part of that, though, is skewed perception but also it, it wasn't good acting
0: yeah i mean i the, the, it was fine you know it was a 2000s era movie i thought oh, yeah. the, the cg's you know fine for the time i i i think some of the acting especially like with the villains in the first two spider-man mm-hmm. like uh i forget their names but the guy who played green goblin and the di- who played dr octavius those Mm -hmm. two were really good and that's why i'm excited to see them come back in um no way home yeah um speaking of kind of this multiverse thing that we have going on ben did you hear of any of the new things coming out on disney plus
1: um, I have I have not actually. You'll have to remind me.
0: Well, they they announced a lot on Friday.
1: <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: The main one I want to talk about though is. Ninety seven X Men. It's a 97 cartoon. Ninety seven X Men. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a little young for this, but did you watch the X Men cartoon show, as a kid? Yes,
1: I did. Apparently. Well, I remember watching possibly rebroadcast yeah versions of it or on the Yeah, that's that's media. what I watch, you know. Yeah.
0: Apparently, they are either reviving it, redoing it, re-something it. It's, it's going what, to like be live action? No, no, no. It's going to still oh. be a cartoon. Okay. It might have the same animation style. We don't know much about it yet, but they're calling it 97 X-Men. Okay. Which part of me thinks it might be you know, connected with this all whole multiverse that we now have. um, Especially with, you know, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, this How we ha- is the X-Men 97 universe predicted to launch 2023? Yep. Okay. That's a ways off.
0: It is a ways off. But, I mean, Marvel's doing their job by putting these seeds where people like me and Andrew yeah. and us... To talk about. And I think... I think that's one of those things where I'm like... Ooh. That's a fun thing. And I'm excited about that.
1: That's something to look forward to. Definitely exciting. If you are an X-Men fan. I am an X-Men fan. Oh yeah. I, I know that... I know that not everybody who likes Marvel... Likes X-Men though.
0: Um... Yeah. I, I think it's a mixed bag again. Like... I... I think that, like, with X-Men, you know, it's all these stories about family and oneness. And, you know, yeah. they, they tried to make us think that, oh, we're getting X-Men so very soon by having the X-Men be a part of, or by having the guy who played Quicksilver in the uh, Fox X-Men movies be in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he was just. Oh, what's his name? Ralph Boner.
1: Ralph Boner.
0: Mm-hmm. That was his character in WandaVision. He was like an f- actor or something. That Agatha used her powers to give her, him the uh, Quicksilver abilities while in uh, Westview. Mm. Which, funny enough, is a great segue to another thing that they announced. Which is Agatha House of Harkness, a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know they kind of announced this kind of earlier, but I think that show is should be weirder than Wandavision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about this magic, and hopefully, it's looking into like her origins. Yeah, uh, with like the Salem witch trials and. Her using the dark hole to amplify and manifest her powers. Or it could be something where it's like her breaking through Wanda's spell that she was put under. Mm -hmm. To do something. Who knows?
1: All speculation at this point.
0: All speculation.
1: Yes. I have another um, question you might be more knowledgeable on i i know that myself and my sister included are huge quicksilver junkies (laughs) love the character yep is are we expected to see his return in any future marvel films or is it confirmed that pietro maximoff is the quicksilver of their universe and will not be coming back
0: So, here's... I'm going to tell you first what kind of happened with, like, Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. So, Disney and Fox came to an agreement that, yes, you can use both Quicksilver and Wanda. Mm -hmm. However, you can only have one of them through multiple movies. Mm -hmm. Disney made the executive decision that... Quicksilver had to die, so that yeah. way there's not confusion between, wait, why is there a Quicksilver in that Fox one, and why does he look different than the one who we see in the MC of the U's? Yep. Yeah. And it's... I I want Quicksilver to come back, because I thought that the actor who played uh, Pietro Maximoff did such a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very memorable. He had the he had the accent throughout the entire thing, which we can't say the same for Elizabeth Olsen. I love her, but her accent keeps coming and going. Um, and I I don't I think if we are to see him again, it will be in a different universe. Yeah, if they just I don't know how. Marvel's going to decide to do the, to bring in the X-Men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One theory, especially during WandaVision, was, oh, the multiverse is actually going to open up. And we will actually be able to see, you know, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart as uh, Charles Xavier. And we see, like, him and the other X-Men coming through. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. I, if it's that case, you no. Know, we'll, we'll see the Fox X Men guy, but I. I think. I don't know. I. I don't think we'll. We'll see. It in a way, especially since Kevin Feige has recently come out to say that when the X Men come, it's not going to be in the way that you expect. Yeah. So he's very. Which this might be it. The um, X Men '97 might be our.
1: Be the way in which we get X Men.
0: Yeah, but they've also said that there's an X Men movie
1: coming out. Okay, for Marvel or for Fox? For Marvel. Okay.
0: So Fox, 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 Marvel's gone. They're done. Gone, gone. They're gone.
1: Like after rights to Marvel or? Well,
0: Marvel bought Fox. Oh. or disney bought fox
1: oh okay
0: which means disney now owns all of the everything except for spider-man
1: yeah except for the sony yeah superheroes yeah
0: so they can use you know i guess it won't be long
1: before we just have you know monopoly of superheroes but (laughs) yeah (laughs) so hopefully in the future you know it just won't even matter we'll just have all well, I say hopefully. It's not that I'm hoping for Monopoly takeover of entertainment. Yeah. But, you know, that's yeah. a whole nother subject. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. I I mean, as much as I like Disney having all these great movies, it is yeah. scary that all of this money is getting into Disney itself.
1: Yeah. Um I think it's it's it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse to have mm-hmm. the ability to just freely you know use use characters and use rights to to different stories and different story settings but it's also, you know, you have the downside of the uh, entertainment economy but yep. getting getting back to <laughs> um sony we're talking about sony and marvel right
0: yeah that that was kind of the the where we were starting off
1: we've talked about a
0: bunch of stuff though so i whatever this this podcast is so casual sweet i have literally a sticky note that says sony plus marvel (laughs) equals question mark and that was all my talking points
1: (laughs) yeah you uh (laughs) when you sent me the message to ask me on here i said I didn't really need to know anything, but I got out my notebook and started searching up a bunch of things that I, I wanted to know or ask or have questions about. So I, I, I do have a few talking points that I just, you know, like asking about Quicksilver. I do have this another, um, I do have another, just for, and you might've already talked about this with other people. I don't know if you've talked about this with Andrew or Creech, but the, I mean, we're no strangers to seeing actors change you know, between like Quicksilvers and such, because mm-hmm. we have things like Final or Fantastic Four, almost said like Final Fantasy. Did you have... Four Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you know, you have like Chris Evans, who's now Captain America, or who I guess not anymore, but
0: he's still Captain America in my heart.
1: Yeah, yeah. In your heart, right? But not on yeah. screen anymore.
0: Well, I mean, he's retired basically. You know, it's like yeah. you, you play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Characters retire. Right. And that's what's happened with him. Now it's exactly. time for the next campaign.
1: Right. But speaking of Fantastic Four, are we gonna see them come back? There was there was a whole like yes. there was that whole uh thing where they tried to revamp it, right? With the Fanfor yep. New Origins movie. Yep. That that Stick
0: movie and Marvel recent or I think it was a year or two ago, they announced that they are doing a Fantastic Four movie. Okay. And during WandaVision, actually, one that? of my predictions was that we were going to see um, one of the people at S.W.O.R.D. was going to be uh, Mr. Fantastic. Um, I forget his name it right now. But, yeah, I that was my initial thought, was like, oh, this is how they're going to start introducing the these characters that they now own is through some of these shows.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and the thing with like a fantastic four is that they haven't ever like they've gotten the fantastic four, right? But mm-hmm. all of the villains have been wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I do not I'm going to be well, completely wrong, wrong in what ways. So, Victor Von Doom, Mm -hmm. in the comics, yes, he has powers, but he's also a sorcerer. And he doesn't, he's not a scientist per se. He is the ruler of a country, Mm -hmm. Latvania, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he never can't, he's a genius because he always has contingency plans and whenever he is supposedly dead it was never really him it was one of his robot clones a doom bot right so that's how they've kind of like think back to the first fantastic four movie that they made with um chris evans as the human torch i victor von doom he was a scientist they he was part of that same experiment that got that he got his powers from. And then he's like, oh, I'm just evil. Yep. Right? He didn't have this country. He didn't have contingency plan after contingency plan. Right. He was, this is my goal. I'm just going to do
1: it. Yeah, he, he didn't really have character development into that. Yeah. Into that. And again,
0: his... I haven't seen it in a while. So I, my, it's a little fuzzy, but that's yeah. the gist. Right. Then with the second one. Rise of the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer has never really been a bad person. He's been a herald for calamities. And eventually a friend to Earth. He's the one who warns the Avengers in the original comics that Thanos is coming. And collecting all the Infinity Stones. Or Infinity Gems in the comics. Right. To... Destroy the universe, more or less. Right. Again, it was different in the comics because Thanos, his entire, um, his motivation was to impress Lady Death. Yeah. Whereas now We're it's okay. more, um, save the population from itself. Yeah. Population of the world. Uh, which that there's an interesting thing that they mentioned in Eternals, but I'm not going to spoil that for you, Ben. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to make sure I watch it soon.
0: Yeah, and once you do, then you and I can talk about it because I know Andrew talked it to death. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But we see just, um. Silver Surfer. He's misunderstood in the the sh- movie. Whereas in the comics, he's not misunderstood. He's just a friend. He's saying this is what's happening. Prepare however you will, right? Um, And then eventually help out during different situations, Mm -hmm. and he does help out in the movie, but it's not like I don't know that character's not really. They didn't really do them justice
1: when yeah, right. Um, love to see. I would love to see origins or, or origin movies, or maybe not even that, but just maybe maybe just uh fantastic four movies just centered around um Victor Von Doom and Silver Surfer you know I, just, just to develop them more or or just have you know solo perspective movies on their on their sides i feel like that would just do so much more to open up
0: yeah i think like are, you can do that with D- Victor Von Doom because he's a leader you know, right? you right. can make it a political drama.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and I think that's where the Marvel has to start moving to is get away from CGI fights. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, you can do it. They, they've done it too much, though, at yeah. this point. Yeah. We got to a, I got to a point when watching Eternals where we're at the third act. There's so much fighting going on. I have to pee. I look over to my girlfriend, Michelle, and I'm like, Michelle, I have to go pee. Tell me who gets hit next. (laughs) I get out. It's like a paragraph. It's the same. I I missed nothing.
1: Oh, Oh, never mind. I
0: literally missed nothing. The only real thing I missed was something that was able to be explained to me in one sentence. Yeah. And I was like.
1: That's pretty funny, actually. I was like. Like two minutes of combat and nothing special happened. Yeah, that sounds like a D and D campaign.
0: I mean, <laughs>
1: kind of. <laughs>
0: and I mean, that's kind of the issue that I had with like a lot of, like the the shows, is that it ends up with like these
1: big CGI fights. Yeah, well, their budgets are too big to to allow for them to not do them. <laughs> right, but I know you haven't finished Loki, but
0: Loki has the best ending. So far, yeah. because i I really don't want to spoil this for you because the moment that i watched it i I thought it was amazing, yeah, um, so I want you to you got homework now, bud <laughs> yeah yeah, I gotta go do my homework um Maybe next time I'm on this show whenever <laughs> yeah i um, i'll I'll, I'll grill you next time uh, I, but don't know. There-
1: I I do agree with you, like c g fights they lose an element of. Of just personality i guess i i lose like the ability to relate when uh so much is happening like right. when you have i don't know and and i know it's not just me but like you know you have characters who are in these universes just you know they're supposed to be you know have these powers and be able to do stuff in such and such way but it It's so much more impactful when they really don't need to, you know, (laughs) develop everything up. Yeah.
0: I mean, or you can do it smartly, right? Look at the first Iron Man. Their action scenes all led to another action, right? Yeah. Tony's, like the Tony's fight with Obadiah Slate or Obadiah something. Starts with an S. Stone? No, that's wrong.
1: I just spelled Obadiah.
0: Yeah, Obadiah. Um, it, he first starts off, you know, trying to freeze the, the suit. So that way he, the suit would stop working for him.
1: Right. Stain. Obadiah Stain, by the way. Stain.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So he flies up super high because he's like, oh, icing problem. There. We have to stop this guy before he can kill other people. Then they have to do some fights. They knock out each other's, you know, helmets. They have to eyeball it. And then at the end, Tony's like, Pepper, overload the reactor. That'll kill him. It might kill me, but we can't let this get this get out. We can't. Yeah. Like, it's too powerful. And that's what kind of made that movie very well done. Then, like, with Captain America... The, um, the first Avenger, a lot of those action scenes we're seeing through a montage, right? Of yeah. Captain America fighting the Nazis and killing them or them and beating the Red Skull further and further and further. Um, we see it through a montage, which is a great way to show that he's powerful, he's strong, he's strategic, and he also is working with his team without us having to be like, ugh, Another stupid fighting scene. Ugh! <laughs> alright, alright. When, when, when's the next one?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everything where, led where to something really else. do I see any more, like, well-choreographed fights that actually mean something?
0: Right. And, like... The, I was really hoping with, like, WandaVision, going back to that one... Like, it could've... The, the most interesting part of the finale was... Vision versus vision.
1: Yeah.
0: And the whole, the ship of Theses. And saying, if you replace every part of the ship, is it still that same ship? And that's what caused the fight to end, was this philosophical debate. Yeah. And I I thought that was the interesting part. (laughs) I was like, that was great. That single moment basically kept me from thinking that no, WandaVision was no crappy. Crappy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think Marvel needs to start looking towards like shows like Star Trek. Uh huh. Because Star Trek, especially like the, uh the, the original series and the Next Generation, is mm-hmm. all about you know the human condition, exploring that, and. There is action in those shows, but it's restrained action. It's mm-hmm. always leading to something, and it's to, to resolve You know the, the central conflict in that mm-hmm. show. Or it creates that conflict, which then they have to discuss. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Marvel needs to start figuring out, how do we take what we already have which is an interesting universe that's very interconnected and make that into something where we can have our audience think instead of just mindlessly looking, eating popcorn, being like, he, he, he Hulk smash.
1: Yeah. I would really like to see them even veer away from comic story um, arcs. I would like to see them do because they ha- they have such a new dynamic here that isn't really explored fully in. Well, um,
0: and I I kind of want to agree with you, but I also don't because the comics can be really well done. Yeah, uh, Moon Knight, for example, has some amazing runs. Um, yeah. which a run is, just for those who don't know, it's when a writer basically has started a part of a story and then that it's their end. So whenever mm. they switch writers, that's usually the end of a run. Um and like there's been a lot of uh great writers for Moon Knight. who's a very complex character. Um and they do it really well and it's very, you know, inner dialogue heavy, mm. which makes it very interesting. Um Whenever they kind of veer away from that and just mi- say, oh, Moon Knight, he's just a crazy man. Then mm-hmm. it's less interesting. It's kind of like the same with Deadpool in the comics, you know? Yeah. The more meta you get, the less fun it becomes. Right. Um, my favorite Deadpool comics series, by the way, is the Deadpool Spider-Man comics. I, I think that one's one of my favorites. Yeah. If you, have, if you need a recommendation,
1: I, I will definitely look into it. I've not <laughs> not read them. There's a lot of stuff I need to do. I so so much to do. So yeah. fun.
0: But my whole point though was, Eternals. There's not a lot of comics related to them. They basically created the entire Eternals, Celestials. Deviant storyline mm-hmm. out of thin air, more or less. They took the names, they took these ideas of things that they've that have been talked about in the sh- movie so far and wanted to expand on it, but it's they all
1: execute well on it. <sighs> and it, and yeah see like there's a the problem like I yes. I have mixed
0: feelings about it. I yeah. think the first act is fine, second act is okay, third act I just got yeah. bored.
1: Yeah.
0: Um well, you, I thought the lead
1: house seasons, you know, or at least, you know, a lot of shows do have that kind of falling off. They want to yeah. keep with with them, but
0: yeah. And I I think that the other problem I had with it was that the lead like the the person who's our main character, who we follow her throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't write her to be strong enough to, as a actor, or like through dialogue and motivation. We needed some of the side characters were way more interesting to watch and yeah. experience. Right, and so they they kind of needed to do a little bit better with writing. Get that story a little bit more fleshed out.
1: Why um, is this such a problem? It's such a, it's such a huge reoccurring issue with a lot of the Marvel story arcs that just characters are just... They, they go underdeveloped. I, and then I it think feels like we have to go back to, you know, in future films to really reach in and see who they are.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know why Marvel's having this problem recently the only one of the only good like times that they've done that with a character in recent history that i can think of has been thanos in infinity war we get that full character development we understand where he's coming from we understand his motivations and when he wins and the avengers lose we're sad because the people we've seen for ten years fail but we also feel this catharsis of our hero hero being the our main character thanos one that's been like one of their best films so far i think when i did my top 10 i had it at probably i i think i had it at number one tied with I think I had it tied with something else.
1: I like a lot of aspects of it. I liked that... I don't know how much you, you liked the fight. I liked the... fight between... when they were on Titan. When they were on his home planet. And oh yeah, I thought
0: that was good. And I thought like, that was the
1: best fight of the film. And I thought it meant... I don't know. It it, it felt like it meant so much more than it than it really showed itself to be.
0: I agree, and I think that sh- that that fight in particular, it was never about killing Thanos. They know that no. they can't kill him. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I again, I me and Ben have played Dungeons and Dragons before, so we're both Dungeons and Dragons nerds.
1: No, oh, yeah, are I you? find
0: my favorite fights yeah. to both DM and be a player of and be a spectator of are fights where you can't kill the villain, I where you say, have can. to do some secondary object or some main objective and the fight is the thing that's keeping you from getting there.
1: Right. Yeah. Best it's no example. When you just have a smash and win encounter. It's it, yeah. There's no, there's no secret dynamic. There's no, there's no cool ending or resolution or, or moment of realization when you, it's just, you get so much satisfaction when there's something else there. Exactly. When it's like, just a base level brawl, you know, you don't get anything.
0: Ben, you've seen Critical Role, right? The first campaign? Yeah. All right. My fa- one of my favorite fights was the fight with the Sphinx. Gamal Giora, yep. where they had yep. to find his name. I know and the it was all about... you
1: talking about. And yep. they have to go into all the elements, and they got to search through. And, and find the letters
0: and then figure out what's the correct order for the letters yep. to create that name. And it's intense. Because if they kill... Gamal which they didn't know his name. Yeah. Then they lose the knowledge that they're seeking.
1: Right. Exactly. But,
0: but if it, they die, then they also lose that knowledge. So it's about keeping exactly. themselves alive, keeping him at bay, while also learning the name.
1: Yeah. I that's that was absolutely one of my favorite fights. I'm actually, in fact, <laughs> um, and none of my none of the people in my campaign watch Critical Role. I actually redid that fight for them. And it you know, like when you have a secondary mechanic, you know, in a f in a fight, when you have an almost a alternate win con, you could think about it, in terms of like if if you were to have that in a Marvel film Right. Just the like i don't i don't know how to it would just be so much more enjoyable it it would be more enjoyable but it it would also be more interactive because you know you're there yourself also thinking how do you defeat this like what what else can you be doing like what uh, what i would do is i would just you know go and do this you know you have you have people who make you know different opinions about you know how how they could go about winning Quote unquote." yeah there.
0: the and uh, aside from just that it engages the audience more like let's say i'm just going to use superman and um i don't know dark side for example Uh-oh.
1: dc this, on a marvel podcast
0: i talk about dc
1: a lot what is this
0: because Uh-oh. dc DC has such a terrible time right now. That's so good to just say, like, we're giving a lot of shit to Marvel right now. But at yeah. least they're not DC.
1: No, oh, that's true. I mean, that's
0: granted, such- DC's most recent accomplishment, su- the Suicide Squad by James Gunn, was fantastic.
1: Yeah, but but even DC fans know that DC's it's all because of James right Gunn.
0: Now. Yeah. Um. So if we have a fight between Darkseid and Superman and we're told Darkseid knows something Superman can't punch Darkseid to kill him can't use any of his powers to kill him and stop the conflict yeah because as soon as he does that you're you're stuck you you the the plot ends you the information is lost the Heroes lose. The villain wins.
1: Mm-hmm. So what do you do?
0: Yeah. You call Batman. Batman figures out how to extract the the mind or whatever it is in his mind. Gets him to tell the truth somehow. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's hidden in a notebook somewhere. Find the notebook as you incapacitate him but don't kill him. But you have to be very careful about that. And every time Superman punches, you're like, "Oh God, is that the one that kills him?" Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Thank it's almost God.
1: like introducing uh, an Exodia deck for Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there. You yep. know, like the it when like it adds a, a dimension or a layer to what you're doing. A stress. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Because if you play a card game, you know, and you start seeing, oh, that's what their win condition is, oh god, how do I stop that? What in my deck can counter that? If I don't have anything that explicitly counters it, how do I use what I have currently to stop it? That's actually a really good comparison.
1: And is what you have enough to stop it? Yep. Otherwise you lose. Because I mean... you know, if you don't draw the right card, you know shoulda, coulda, woulda, you still lost. And then, yep, what happens there? Also, there's there's such a there's such a simplicity in letting the the heroes lose sometimes. Oh yeah, such a such a a simple gratitude for for everything you've seen so far. When you oh. when you get back to back. When you get repeat victories, like it's it's just not you know. There's no stakes. Like, it's oh, not super, fun. Superman's the strongest, you know, hero in the world. He can do anything. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But you know, you throw a Doomsday at him, and then, uh oh, we have a problem. Yep. And the the
0: problem though, is like as soon as you do it once, you then can't use it for a long period of yeah, time. That's true. Because. If every time your heroes keep on losing, then no one's going to want to see your movie. But the loss has to be meaningful,
1: and that's exactly. what's lost. That's what's lost a lot of the times. Whenever there is a, you know, a, a tragic death or a, you know, a lost battle. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it. It matters enough.
0: Exactly. So, like for example, I'm going to be very vague here because I know you haven't seen Eternals. Mm -hmm. one of the characters dies really early on yeah and i literally said why should i care
1: to michelle because you don't know them
0: and she's like i don't care about it either yeah then later on we find out how she died and i said i still don't care (laughs) and she's like neither do i it's when you don't know who this character is that's another problem.
1: You can't relate to them, you can't have any, you know, personality traits that you sympathize with or empathize with or yeah. yeah. Like
0: a- another going back to Spider-Man and Sony where this entire conversation started. Mm. Spider the Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's the one with Electro. Just as a reminder for those of you out there. Oh god. When Stacy dies at the end. Spider-Man wins but he loses in the end. That's another thing like hate these movies all you want. I thought that was really brave and I, brilliant. Yeah, that, was, that was great. Cuz it was also Spider-Man who ended up killing her with his web, snapped and, her spine in half.
1: Well, well y- yes and no, but
0: I mean he was trying to save her, but
1: Yeah. I I thought that scene was beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know the the movies might not have been amazing as as a whole, you know. Yeah. But you know, again, there there are simplistic beauties in in having loss as long as the loss does actually mean something, and you're not just killing an extra that you put in there to to have an extra, you know. Yeah. Like i don't i don't know who this character is in Internals, but i'm pretty sure when i start watching it i'm gonna be able to figure it out pretty quickly before oh you'll
0: figure it out because it well, happens yeah, in like it. the first 30 right.
1: minutes oh well there you go like I'm, I'm the whole time now i'm gonna be guessing <laughs> which one is it <laughs> who's it gonna be who is it who is it and you're like oh i didn't care about it <laughs> someone's got a knife or a bat for you around the corner yep Oh boy, you gotta love you gotta love people dying you don't care about. But then, <laughs> then you think about it and you're like, hmm, I don't care that they died. Yeah. Uh oh <laughs> Like, that's that's not the
0: reaction I'm sure Marvel was trying to go for. Yeah. Like obviously obviously the characters in Eternals had feelings towards that. Yep. But seeing them cry or cheer because that person's dead doesn't mean I'm crying or cheering. <laughs> Right. Like, you can't create false emotions by having the actors produce those emotions.
1: Yeah. it's True. Enforced, I don't know, you can force emotions all you want, but it's way better to just kind of have them happen naturally. They should be, you know. Earned. Exactly. Emotions should be earned. What a great what a great takeaway. Yep. Today. You should earn your emotions. Go, go go do something and earn your emotions. Yep.
0: What have we learned today, kids? One. Sony, bad, <laughs> Marvel, eh, Disney. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Uh-oh. Two. Earn your emotions. Earn your emotions. And three, don't be afraid to ask questions. Because Ben was doing a great job asking questions today.
1: Oh, yeah. I asked so many questions because I'm ignorant.
0: Oh, well, first step (laughs) to knowledge is ignorance. So that's
1: that's true. I think
0: I think so, too.
1: I don't really (laughs) know. Again, I am I'm ignorant, you know, so
0: you could fill a book with the stuff I don't know.
1: Dude. You could fill uh, nothing with the stuff I do. So oh i could i could you know maybe a small encyclopedia (laughs) random facts yeah well anyways it was great being on here i'm so glad you invited me
0: yeah thank you for coming um and then we'll have to get you on maybe one time it'll be me and andrew and you i don't know what his schedule looks like he doesn't talk to me too much so well he still talks to me but like it's yeah. always like, hey, I'm recording this day. Can you record? Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll grab some other people. "Right." Hey, have you seen Shang-Chi yet? Nope. Oh, uh, I'm going to go talk about Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that has been the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. Thank you again, Ben.
1: And uh, we will see
0: you all next time.
1: Take care, everyone.